Wimbledon. He it's the LFC agenda. We are back after witnessing the League Cup final. Chelsea nil, Liverpool FC Carabao Cup winners 2024-1. What a great feeling it is to lift a trophy. The first of four available to Jürgen Klopp in his farewell tour. I promise you, even if he doesn't go on to win another one, I'll be hugely satisfied with um, what the young kids in this team have produced uh, in such a, a desperate moment for the club in terms of players available uh, to the manager for selection. And I'll be honest, I was in the camp of mentally preparing myself for the worst based on who was missing in the team, but hoping for the best. And as the substitutions came on, we had uh, Clark, uh, Kwanzaa, McConnell, uh, Dan's all come on towards the end of the game and, and going into extra time. It just felt like a little bit like the manager was he was he was fronting up to Chelsea and saying, Look, <laughs> we've done this salute and early in the week. Let's see if you can handle this. Let's see if you can find a way around this because I think we're gonna win. And when we did, I couldn't I couldn't actually be any prouder of, of the team. Now honestly, I think and believe we've got at least another trophy in us, um, which would be marvellous if, if Jürgen Klopp is able to sign off with more than one trophy. But, as I say, in the here and now, I'm, I'm delighted with, with what this side has achieved, particularly when we look at this week with the injuries that have hit the team, uh, the selection crisis that um, has rubbed us of our entire first-choice front line, some would say, Salah, Nunes and Jota. Jota we may not even see again before the end of the season. Salah and Nunes, we hope, 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 hope they'll be back for March the 10th for that crucial game against Man City. But it's not about that today. Today is about the heroics and achievements of, first of all, Kevin Keller, the goalkeeper. Alisson was not missed today. Kevin Keller's been here before, winning us the League Cup two years ago. He came back to the scene of his heroics uh, from that time and, and repeated um, his performance even better. I think he was man of the match, if I'm honest. Uh, he was just so solid, kept everything out. It was a really heart-stopping moment where I think it was Gallagher uh, had a one-to-one -one with, with uh, sorry, a one-on-one -on -one with uh, our keeper and stood up to him very Alisson-esque, made himself big and the shot deflected off his hand. I think he really put the Chelsea player off and that was a reason that we, we were able to survive just one of many chances that Chelsea had. But I think it was a more solid performance than that outstanding one, but solid exactly what you need in these big games. When you come up against a lot of experienced players and um, it was great again to see Raheem Sterling um, wilt and not really make much of an impact on the game, although he did have a goal ruled off offside uh, correctly uh, we also had a goal ruled off offside but we'll come to that <laughs> because I'll be honest with you I don't think it's, it's a great precedent if they want to go down that route the FA uh, they may have some problems in the future if that's um, if that's the way things are going to be now with offsides but yeah so Kevin Kelleher was, was amazing Virgil van Dijk who had his first header ruled out for offside um towards the end of the game and then came up with a winner 
two minutes before the final whistle was immense. And huge, look, huge credit to the kids finally who did an incredible job um, taking their opportunities um, all across the field. Liverpool currently have nine senior squad members out. Ten now, if you had Graven Birch out, and possibly eleven if Endo, who left on crutches, um, is unlucky and needs to be added to that list. But hopefully we'll see a recovery at least in time, if not for the Southampton game on Wednesday, in time for the match against Nottingham Forest when we go there. Again, another crucial game coming up, another crucial week in what's proven to be you know, just a magnificent campaign. It's the, at the end of the day, when you get to the end of the season, you hope to have as many trophies as possible. You hope to have all the glory, but it's just not always possible. So what you count on and what counts for so much is the ride that the team take you on and the ride that this manager has taken us on in his time here has just been it's just been epic so again just got to savor every last moment of his time as it comes to an end uh this may i don't want to dwell too much on the sequence of events in in the game i'm just on a bit of a high just left the pub where we're watching it in west london <laughs> irony of ironies Shout out to the King's Arms in, in Fulham and uh, all the guys that, that are with me for, for what was a fantastic end to the game. So two teams lined up with, um, in Liverpool's case, what they were able to. So Kevin Keller in goal, uh, back four, which you could probably say is Liverpool's first choice back four now. Seems crazy to say um, in the case of Bradley, but you know that's the impact he's made. Um, alongside Canate and Van Dijk with Robertson at left-back. But it was from the midfield onwards where Jürgen Klopp had to compensate for the, the gaps in the squad. McAllister, Endo and Graham Birch lining up across the centre of the park uh, with Elliot, Gakpo and Diaz up front. I think a few months ago, if you'd told me that this was going to be a lineup, I wouldn't have given us a chance against most teams in the top ten, uh, let alone a team that's used to reaching finals and used to success like Chelsea are. Now, they are the first team to, to lose six finals in a row at Wembley, which is unfortunate for them. But long and short of it is they are a club in recent times who have more final appearances, I believe, than any other club. So you have to respect that. You have to respect that the fact that on their day, and this wasn't their day, but they can produce... Um, you know, moments. Even when they won the Champions League, it was just a reflection of the club. They don't have to be at their best to compete at the top. And that's why they found themselves another final. I think Jurgen Klopp respected that coming into the game. You know, I don't think he genuinely he saw Liverpool as, as favourites. Um, and even if we hadn't had injuries, we would have found it close and, and, and tough encounter. And that's what it was. I know for the Chelsea fans looking at it, they will consider that it's... It's a bit of a disgrace, and probably is, to, to lose to the kids. Once it got to, you know, the 70th, 80th minute, you're thinking, with all the changes that Jürgen Klopp's making, really, Chelsea should be looking to see this home. But he had the courage of his convictions, and Chelsea did not have the courage of their convictions to, to take advantage. Um, they lined up with uh, Petrovic in goal. Uh, back four of De Sassi, Colwell, centre-backs, Gusto, and Chilwell um, on the on the flanks, 
and Corsido, Fernandes and Palmer in midfield, Gallagher, Sterling and Jackson up front. A lot of money has been spent on that lineup. Uh, and what I took away from the game in terms of Chelsea is that the manager failed them. He set them up to be cautious, to try and hit us on the break, um, to try and absorb pressure. You're playing a heavily depleted team. I thought you would have been more front foot. I thought you would have gone for it. The way Jurgen Klopp set up, I thought that he maybe anticipated that and it didn't come. Um, but the difference with Jurgen Klopp versus Poch, one of the differences is that he's able to be adaptable. He's able to respond to what's going on in front of his eyes, make changes um, and not worry about what other people may think or how it may feel when he makes those changes. He knows his players, uh, knows the attributes of his players and these players know what's expected of them and they deliver. Um, Chelsea, the other thing to note about them is that I, f- I found them overly aggressive. <laughs> like, it's one thing being competitive, it's one thing being um, you know, strong in the challenge. It's another thing when you go over the line and you're committing challenges like the one that Casado got away with, which I don't even think was given as a foul, let alone a yellow card. Um, and that, that, again, could be another lengthy injury that we need to absorb uh, with Ryan Gravenberch um, due to the, the impact of uh, the challenge on, on his ankle. Uh, Casado, of course, was a player that we failed to, to recruit when we bid uh, a club record in the summer. And I have to say, now when I look at him and I look at Endo, who would I rather have? It's quite straightforward and quite simple. Not to say that he hasn't got high ceiling or you know, he's not going to improve, but you know, when you pay that money, when you consider Mo Salah was being touted as a £150 million man and we should take that money, the fact that I wouldn't even buy you half a Caicedo, uh, I've got to say, reflects some way on, on the market as it was then before we started to talk about profit and sustainability and, and inevitably the prices will come down, which is good. Um, but it also reflects awfully on, on Chelsea and their their judgment uh, from top to bottom. It's a club that, let's say, isn't um, blessed with, with lots of people who make good footballing decisions. I include the coach in that, Todd Bowley representing um, the disarray in that team right from the top. But yeah, so Chelsea were, were really aggressive. They They were really... Amped up to the point where, you know, you're thinking someone's going to get hurt here. And they did. Uh, and what made it worse was that the referee, um, Chris Kavanagh, just failed to take control from the beginning. And it created this precedent whereby they knew they were going to get away with challenges. They did get away with challenges. Uh, and then when... You know, he starts to give bookings or, or call fouls um, against us. Naturally, the feeling is, you know, a sense of of injustice and, and not being treated fairly. Now, I'm well aware that football fans always see things through their own tinted glasses, but I did feel that overall uh, he did favour Chelsea, not least when it came to Virgil van Dijk's first header. 
that we all went nuts over and we thought as a goal we turned around it was one of those where you see the the VIR box pop up you're like uh oh uh, as soon as Chris Gavino goes to the screen to look at it you know what's coming and you had to watch it quite a few times to compute in your head what had happened and why he'd called the foul why he'd called the offside because he was checking for offside and your natural inclination is to look at the goal scorer and try and work out where he was offside but of course it was nothing to do with him he looked at the position of Endo who basically stopped moving and was a judge to to have blocked uh, his man and um, ended up that 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 goal ended up being chalked off. Um, I think it's I think it's Colville Colville who was a few yards from Van Dyke who was trying to track him. Um, but it's, I think it's a stretch to say he was he was um, Endo was interfering with play. But that's that's a call that was made, and we'll have to, it'll be very interesting to see in future because you always see a bit of pushing and pulling, some blocking in a box. Um, and before we started to micro-analyse um, passages of play with VAR, um, nine times out of ten, that would have been let go and it would have been a goal. But unfortunately, not in this case. But Van Dyke was not to be denied. Uh, that's the mentality of the man. He's our club captain. He's our centre-half, our number four. We watch him defend, we watch him score, and this was... Yeah, like I said, it was, it was an incredible performance from the man. And again, we really hope that we can see him lift a, at least a, another trophy or two before the, the close of the season. If not three, if we're being greedy. I'm rambling a little bit just because, you know, you win a final and um, it's just the best. It feels like the best to me. So this is Jurgen Klopp's second League Cup, second in the space of three seasons. And again, we hope that there's more to come, but... What was so incredible about this performance was just the refusal to give in to the adversity. It's so easy to look at everything that's getting on top of you and the misfortune that you've got and the fact that you're coming up against pretty much, pretty much, not completely, but pretty much a full-strength Chelsea team. I'd say probably Fafana, potentially Thiago, and can't remember who else they're missing. Maybe up to three players max, but in likelihood two that you would consider their first eleven. Whereas I would say we had seven first choice players out. If we leave Keller out of it because he tends to play the League Cup matches, you can look at Trent Alexander Arnold, Mohamed Salah, Diogo Jota, Darwin Nunes, Curtis Jones, uh Sobersly. Uh, all missing, all missing through injury. So we hope they they do come back. The news from Pep Linders wasn't great in terms of when we're likely to see a lot of these lads come back. I think in the case of the likes of Sobersly and, and Jones, who um, were both casualties following the away win to Brentford recently. He was talking about after the international break, which is another month, uh, if not a bit more now. Um, towards the end of March. But for now, it's not about that. For now, it's about reveling in the glory of our first trophy of the season, Liverpool FC 2024 Carabao Cup winners. 
I know it's been a while since we recorded a pod. I know it's, it's been a, a bit of a, a gap. Um, things have just been happening, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to get more consistent and get and get uh, more regular with with these. But I don't want to make any promises because yeah, it's just been a, a mad one with with work and life in general. But just so pleased to, to be able to come back with our first trophy win and and talk about that. I'm I'm just buzzing. I'm so happy and um, just so happy that Jurgen is a red for at least the next three months. Big matches just keep coming, guys. We're in for the hell of a ride yet again. So cling onto your seats. And watch out for the instalments to come. Take care guys. You'll have a walk alone.